0: The fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. 365. Bet365 365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets as well, the sports betting research platform for player parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGBN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Hello everyone and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host Emerson Beery joined by me, myself, and I today. We're running a tightrope with today's show. Half my keyboard keys don't work. I'm getting my computer fixed tomorrow. My dog just had ACL surgery over there and can't can't be moving at all. So I'm going to be scrambling during today's show not to misclick any buttons that'll click me out of the screen and My dog tries to jump off the bed. I'm going to be flying over there really quick. So I'm walking the tightrope act by myself today, but going to be tackling the fantasy football waiver wire for week 10, everybody. And if you see me looking down at my, looking down a little bit this podcast, this will be me pulling up stuff on my phone because, of course, I can't be messing around with my computer too much. Otherwise, my computer keys are going to go crazy. So, like I said, that is the tightrope we're dealing with today. You begin where you're going to be talking about who else could we be talking about, but Keaton Mitchell to begin this waiver wire podcast roster and only 3% of sleeper leaks, but he was the RB five in fantasy football in week nine, nine rushes, 138 yards and a touchdown. He is electric. It's I wish we could have seen him a little bit earlier on this season, but he seems to be taking He's going to be taking a role in this backfield. I know he only played a small percentage of the snaps this past week, but he needs to be getting the ball more. I think the Baltimore Ravens realize that as well. I don't think necessarily that goal line role is going anywhere for Gus Edwards. I still think that is going to be his area to work with, but Keaton Mitchell certainly making an argument to receive around, you know, 10 plus touches a game. I'm hoping to see that going forward. This is still running back by committee with Lamar Jackson, arguably being the best running back back there. So keep that in mind when you're bidding on Keaton Mitchell this week, but <clears throat> he's somebody who, you know, if you have 30, 40 bucks left of that fab budget, he is certainly still somebody I am still willing to throw 10, 12 bucks on to see if he can take over that lead back role because guess Edwards, just as he'll, they certainly have their moments. They're going to be there back there, but, Keaton Mitchell is the most exciting player back there, the most electric player back there. So very excited to see what he can do going forward. One of the top ads of the week, arguably the top ad of the week. Up next, Joshua Dobbs. What a story. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, you know, I saw a little clip of, you know, Vikings head coach having a moment in the locker room before Joshua Dobbs got there, telling the guys we need to be giving this guy a big, you know, a big standing ovation when he get here, making get excited so everybody goes crazy when Joshua Dobbs gets in there. It was a cool moment for the guy. Rough ending in Arizona, he deserves it. You know, man, my goodness, I mean, this guy is—he's I, I, been playing football for so long, and he's just such a dependable backup. Especially when you saw how the backup quarterbacks played this week, Joshua Dobbs, man, he is. I mean, he's going to be making some money next year. He's he's going to be making money as one of the best backups in the NFL. It was extremely impressive to see what he did this week. He was getting the plays called in by Kevin McConnell, and then the players had to explain to him what the play was after he told them. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, It started off rough, but he got it done in the second half. Dobbs is, of course, not a player that you're considering rostering in one quarterback formats. However, in two quarterback formats, in the super flex formats, Joshua Dobbs is—it's a terrific offensive situation. T.J. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson—players play. You know, I heard somebody say that it was not either maybe on one of the CBS or Underdog Fantasy Football podcasts, but. Players play, and that 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 is totally true when, when you hear that quote. Like we always think, oh, they're gonna tank, oh, they're gonna let somebody sit. No, that's never how it works, okay? Owners want to sell tickets and make money. Players want to get out there too. They don't want to let out down their teammates. Justin Jefferson's gonna get back out there. And Joshua Dobbs like i said he's going to be floating in that mid tier quarterback two territory low end quarterback two territory he was he had some productive games with arizona before the wheels kind of fell off and this is a much better offensive situation than arizona vikings defense are going to be playing from behind quite a bit of course so joshua dobbs i expect especially with cam akers with a season ending achilles injury unfortunately i do expect joshua dobbs to be throwing the football around quite a bit up next on my list noah brown Coming out of nowhere, he had been playing over 50% of the snaps the last three weeks. Decent amount of targets, five, five six targets, so that is 16 targets over three weeks, but he finally exploded for 153 yards and a touchdown. No, Brown, I think we've seen what he is at this point. It was a little concerning for me to see that Nico Collins didn't get more work. I expected this kind of be his game when C.J. Stroud's thrown for over 400 yards. You expect for more than 50 yards and a touchdown, but Noah Brown finds a way to get it done today. This is still, you know, this was a perfect game for C.J. Stroud. Almost everybody made it home for fantasy. I don't think this is going to happen every week. Noah Brown is not a priority on the waiver wire for me this week. Maybe a couple bucks if you're wide receiver needy. He seems to be filling in currently for that kind of Robert Woods' role. He's out there with Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Instead, when Robert Woods comes back, I still have a feeling, you know, depending on his health going forward, how healthy that foot can be, I still expect Robert Woods to be out there predominantly. So Noah Brown, like I said, if you were really desperate, maybe a couple dollars, but Noah Brown, not a priority on the waiver wire for me this week. I. I'm going down the list on sleeper here. Justin, my usual co-host, makes me the list here usually. And I, you know, I've been working a lot, dealing with this dog. So I'm going down the sleeper list here. Tommy DeVito is the fourth most added person. And this has to be a joke. That has to be kind of like a funny, like, oh, man, fantasy managers having fun because Tommy DeVito is horrible. He's a horrible quarterback. And I mean, he's third string. So what can you expect, really? But my goodness, he looks bad out there. This New York Giants receiving core, I mean, He's You You might be better off not starting anybody if Tommy DeVito's your quarterback. I mean, he's barely going to score more than zero. He's going to be facing – he's going to be turnover prone. This offense is a disaster. And Saquon Barkley is the only viable fa- fantasy New York Giant at the moment. And I think that's going to stay that way for the foreseeable future. Daniel Jones out for the year. Tyrod Taylor on IR. Man, what are the Giants going to do back there? Tommy DeVito, not somebody I'm even considering at Superflex Lakes. You can definitely probably find a position player or a flex player, even in your super flex formats, that will outscore DeVito on every given week. So DeVito, not a priority for me. And I would not be surprised at the Giants. I mean, like you said, you it always sounds good to tank in theory. Every fan's just like tank, oh yeah, we're gonna lose football games. But the Giants, everybody wants to put a respectable product out there. The only people who tank are the front offices, and even they don't fully do it because they want to sell tickets. And Brian Dable is coaching for his future job security. They're going to be still trying to win football games. It wouldn't surprise me. I know the trade deadline already happened, but Carson Wentz, some names are out there on the free agent pool, Colt McCoy. There's a few names out there. It would not surprise me to see the New York Giants flirt with another quarterback out there, considering DeVito is definitely not it at the quarterback position. Up next, Tank Dell. He's rostered in 61% of sleeper leagues. And what that means probably is most of your leagues, especially if you're listening to this podcast, most your prop Tank Dell's probably not on the waiver wire. But finished outside the top 45 wide receivers in his last three performances, could have been sitting out there, but was the wide receiver one over this past week. Wow. Tank Dell is like. This one of the smallest players ever to race a football field. So it's incredible to see what he's doing out there. Tank Dell, he's a better real life football player though than a fantasy player. It's going to be a little bit inconsistent for Tank Dell. His body type just does not allow him to allow him to succeed on an every down basis. If he was, he was getting 10 targets, 11 targets like he did this past week, every single week, he would not make it through a full season. So Tank Dell He's going to be a boomer, bust wide receiver three. He's going to have some big weeks, but he's going to have to deal with the down weeks if you're playing Tank Dell consistently because that's just not the type of player he is to have in every down roll. So Tank Dell, somebody who, if he was on the waiver wire because it's getting thin, I'd spend I'd spend twenty over 20 bucks on him maybe. You know, depending if you had a large bug, I'm t- at least 12 bucks. You know, if you have 30 or 40 left, if you had more than that, I'd spend 20 Tank Dell, you know, it's hard to find a dependable wide receiver three, and he looks the part. CJ Stroud has a rapport with him. So, Tank Dell, somebody certainly to get excited about going forward. And uh, yeah, a dependable flex play, I think, going forward. I really liked him last week. He didn't make it home, but I, of course, the CJ Stroud was a mess against the Carolina Panthers. So, I think good days are ahead for Tank Dell, but you're going to have to take the down weeks as well. Before we continue on with more waiver wire topics, I just want to give one more shout-out to our friends at Bet365. We're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Props, sides, totals, live betting, Bet365 has you covered. If you like boost, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay, plus they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 first bet, safety net or bet five dollars get 100 bonus bets just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365 that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365 problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER we are also brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the most fun i've had winning up to 25 25 times my money this football season now i can play during basketball season too. you and you just select two more players, pick more and less in their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the special leagues. A league creates specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points, made, three pointers made and receptions. Want to play along some prize pick favorite players like rapper Meek Mills and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from the same of the biggest names in the prize pick community each week. Prize pick even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in place, even if you are one of the players gets injured for football and basketball games. This is important. If you have a player who, exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with players is rebooted, price and has insurance policies. Okay. Testing my skills on Price Picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have skills, you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars. It is great. Price Picks is one of the few places in Colorado that lets me place bets. I can bet the over or under on their fantasy points. I can't. I unfortunately can't bet the yards and fun stuff like that here in Colorado, but Price Picks is one of the few places that still lets me bet those over unders in my favorite place. That is fantasy football. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And of course, like I said, they are one of my favorite places here in Colorado, one of the few that gives me a chance to win do refer to of course and also you know who else does a great job is underdog fantasy underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball and college football simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in of course i tell you guys every week to be betting the under i mean yes the under on The big-name quarterbacks, Justin Herbert this week, cash. Patrick Mahomes this week, cash. Josh Allen this week, cash. If you bet the under on these big-name quarterback, people want to take the over. So take advantage. Bet the unders on those big-name players because that is exactly what the Vegas Sportsbook don't think that you're going to do. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will also Double your deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SGPN. All right. Thank you for bearing with me, everybody. We're going to be diving back into this waiver wire show. Taysom Hill up next. Number one tight end on the waiver wire. 59% of sleep relief. So he's rostered in a healthy amount, but he isn't. But let's ride this Taysom Hill wave because it's not going to last all season. We've seen Taysom Hill have these kind of stretches in the past. He's not – he's never had – Every time he's gotten this kind of role it seems to dissipate eventually but he's must start until this wave stops he's been incredible over the last 3 weeks 4 weeks tight end 9 tight end 5 tight end 1 tight end 4 he's throwing passes he's rushing he's rushing the football a consistent rushing role 11 rushes this past week yeah i mean what else can you ask for in this desolate tight end position other than taste of hell being our savior yes taste of hill he's firing up must start tight end you know unless you have one of the elite guys you're throwing taysom hill out there would i rather start taysom hill over kyle pitts right now 100 it makes me want to cry it makes me so sad but taysom hill must start right now if you're desperate at tight end 12 you know 12 bucks 17 dollars depending on if you have 30 or 40 bucks left that's something i'd absolutely be willing to do for taysom hill i don't even think C.J. Stroud is worth talking about on the waiver wire. 76% of sleeper leagues, if 78%. If you're one of the 22% of leagues that doesn't have C.J. Stroud rostered, you can spend a healthy, even in one quarterback leagues, I'd spend a healthy, I'd spend 30 bucks, 30, 40 bucks on him. He's easily locking in lineups. And you know what he, what he hasn't had is a, I know he, he hasn't had as many top five games as Justin Fields has, even in limited games. But I'll tell you what he doesn't have is he doesn't have so as many games outside the top 20 quarterbacks as Fields does. And they he's played a fewer games. So CJ Stroud just offers a safe floor every single week. Like there's only been a couple weeks this year that you were disappointed in starting CJ Stroud. One of the best rookie seasons ever at this point. I he, I think he's almost there right there. He's right there with Patrick Mahomes and fantasy points per game. And he's getting it done, you know, with not a terrific offensive situation. Certainly entering, I mean, he's entering very high status in dynasty leagues. But in redraft leagues, he's somebody you're locking in, your, I think, your lineups in one quarterback leagues just based on where you see the games he has ahead of him. Cincinnati, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver. Those are all the games that you're firing up C.J. Stroud. So I'm very excited about him. I won't spend too much time harping on this is a waiver wire podcast and he's not even available in that mini league. So I'll keep it going. Cade Otten. Uh, He's one of my favorite players. He just seems to get it, just get it done every single week. He's had above six targets the last three games, nine targets this past week, six receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns. We know Baker Mayfield doesn't like to air it out too much. So Cade Otten getting a lot of work. In this rough tight end landscape, I think he's entering into kind of streaming territory. This is his first week he finished in the top 12 tight ends, but he has finished within the top 18 tight ends on four other occasions for the fifth, and the fifth time this season this past week. So are you starting him against Tennessee next week? Probably not. Are you starting against San Francisco the following week? Probably not. But somebody to keep an eye on, I'm not going to, like you said, Like I mean, like I said, I'm not probably spending waiver wire money on Kate Otten this week, considering his tough next two matchups. somebody I'm not really excited to get out there, but in a couple weeks when he's forgotten about, if you don't have anybody else to start, in tie, uh, you know, in your tight ends at the tight end position, consider firing up Kate Otten. He's going to have probably a couple big weeks this year. You know, you could see that against Atlanta and Jacksonville, a couple of these other teams, but. We will see Tennessee's also fairly soft in pass coverage. They just haven't been giving up to the tight end position this year, but that kind of almost just, have you played Travis Kelsey? Have you played Mark Andrews? That's essentially what that stat is. So Kate Auden you know, if you're desperate this week, somebody to consider throw a couple bucks at, but don't get overly excited about Kate Odden. Quinton Johnston. Woo! That was rough. That was very rough. It wasn't going to happen with Mike Williams out. It wasn't going to, and Josh Palmer. When is it going to happen for Quentin Johnston? Three targets, two receptions, 14 yards, hardly used out there. Justin Herbert had a rough game, but I know this is a tough New York Jets defense, but Quentin Johnston just seems worlds away. He's the thumbnail for this podcast. I, when I I was making the, I made the thumbnail for this podcast this morning and Quentin Johnston, I, Thought would be the perfect player to have on the thumbnail, but that is not the case. Quinn Johnson looks worlds away from competing this season, at least for fantasy leagues. It's not somebody I expect to be fantasy relevant. Josh Palmer, I mean, I, I think Josh Palmer, it, it sucks that he's going to be out because I just don't know what they're going to do because Quinn Johnson just doesn't seem to have it at the moment. He was, I thought he was going to be more of a developmental prospect. Quinn Johnson was raw coming out called not not particularly fine in his route running doesn't play up to his size drops the football in those kind of tight windows and contested catch situations so he was always a little bit more of a player who was going to have to be you know developed and i think that's what it's going to be i think 2024 is when we can consider you know it will pay attention to the offseason reports if quinn johnson's lighting up i won't be against drafting him but it's not going to happen this season it's impossible not to draft the potential wide receiver to or to at least put a waiver wire bid on him. It's it's literally impossible. Josh, Josh Palmer's on IR. He's not coming back anytime soon. Quinn Johnson's gonna have to be out there. But so he's somebody I'm still willing to throw in 12 bucks. But man, it's literally only gonna have to be because he's the only one. It's got kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. With their wide receivers, like Rashi Rice, he has has to be kind of relevant at this point. Justin Watson has to be relevant a little bit at this point because Patrick Mahomes has nobody else to throw to. Justin Herbert's a terrific quarterback. He's going to have to throw to somebody. Quinn Johnston, I mean, he's going to flirt. He's going to be in my wide receiver four against Detroit next week because he was so abysmal this past week. But, I mean, I have to think he's going to start getting into wide receiver three territory. And if he doesn't, you can consider him a major huge bust already in his career because if he doesn't get a go in these next few weeks with this open opportunity i don't think it'll ever happen especially when you consider wide receiver rookie wide receivers breaking out earlier and earlier dalton schultz he's rostered in 71 percent of sleeper leagues he's probably rostered where you're at tight end one this past week top 12 tight end top six tight end actually four out of the past five weeks Dalton Schultz getting it going I've been making a lot of jokes about Dalton Schultz this year about his lack of pay you might say he I I always make a lot of cracks that he has the he'd be the 30th eighth highest paid punter in 2023 that's kind of it's it's not totally true he's actually making like six million dollars in roster bonuses they spread out his cap over like four years he had a weird contract this year but he didn't he didn't even have as big of a contract as um, as even like Josh Josh Oliver, which is absolutely incredible to me. And I'm gonna get everybody's comments in just a second. I'm usually I'm doing the show by myself today, which is a little bit harder. I'm usually a little bit more on top of the comments and the chat, and everything like that. But I'm moving everything around. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, my computer, half the keys aren't working right now. My dog had ACL surgery. I'm walking the tightrope today, I said. So I appreciate you bearing with me. Daniel Cap Keenan in the chat. All my players didn't score a single touchdown this week. Lamar, Ford, Moss, Tyreek, Pickens, McBride, Nas. and Asin, twenty years playing, first time ever. I feel like I lost. You know, I don't. I don't know if I paid attention to that. You know, I, I I've had some rough weeks. I never paid attention to if, if my players never sc- any of them scored a touchdown. Of course, uh, I do release an article every week. You know, a little shameless shout out. I do release an article on SGPN every week covering. Flex players based on touchdown opportunity. I'm floating around a little over a third, third of my picks. I'm third by like 38% of my picks this season. Had two out of my five this last week. You know, that's making a little bit of money if you're betting on those. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm having success with my deep league flex players. So feel free to check out that article highlighting some deep flex players that hopefully might have a big week if they score a touchdown. Derek in the chat. Mostert or Monty? Rest of season half PPR. Wow. That's so that's so tough. That's really tough. Because Devon Achan, of course, coming back very shortly. I had a very successful stint in my with Miami. Jameer Gibbs playing fantastic football. Man, that's a such a tough question. I'm going to barely, and I mean I'm I'm gonna lean. I'm going to lean David Montgomery just a little bit just because I still think no matter what, how much we want Jameer Gibbs to be out there, no matter how good we think Jameer Gibbs is, I'm afraid that Dan Campbell is going to continue to get David Montgomery out there, especially on that early down rolls. It's never going back. Jameer Gibbs is never going back in the bottom, but David Montgomery would not surprise me to see both these guys finish as top 20 backs. I'm a little bit concerned with Raheem Mostert. Health, as we get later on the season, he's always been that type of player to get injured. And, of course, Devon A. Chan coming back. Derek also pointing out he's glad to cut QJ on the bench this week. Yeah, I I, I don't have a lot of exposure to Quinn Johnson, so I never had – you know I didn't have any. I don't, can't think of one league I actually had Quinn Johnson, in, so I was never faced with that decision, but that was a good decision. Thinking of trading for Monte, really great schedule for playoffs, and Dolphins have one of the toughest. That's also a great point. That's a great point about the Miami schedule. I've been looking at that. I've been talking about two of the last couple of weeks, and it's a very tough schedule. So, And Miami, of course, has really faltered in these tougher matchups as well this season. So that's a very good point, Derek. Further, the reason why to take David Montgomery. David... And, of course, yes, Devon Achan coming back in week 11. Very excited about that. I believe, yes, Dolphins do have a bye week this week because, yes, the Chiefs do, and they played in London, right? Yep. So bye week this week, Devon A. Chan coming back after the bye week. Very excited about that. So David Montgomery over Raheem Mostert for me. Real quick before we dive into the rest of the waiver wire show, I just have to give one more shout-out to our sponsors, and that first one being game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. I, you know, of course, you know, going to the, those big ticket websites is just terrible. You know, you look up the site fees, you know, like you look at a ticket that's supposed to be $200 and ends up being $350 out the door because the site fees. It's not like that on GameTime. Game Time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theaters near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you're going to have. You Know just looking through here, I'm always looking for my Chiefs tickets, my concert tickets, my tool, my Pantera that I've been to recently. All those rock shows I got on the Game Time app flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and images of the seat use. Forget planning months in advance, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and theaters. Get images of your seat too, it's great. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Hall of Fame bets as well. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer as well to hit get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark and join over thirty thousand users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets And we are back for those who listening, maybe on a podcast, I have to do a little five second little break there to maybe get another little shout out from our sponsors, but we are going to be diving into the rest of the waiver wire podcast today. Up next, let's see who's up next. Because like I said, I'm missing Justin today. You know, he's usually my partner in crime. Now, he's even mentioning that if you looked at the description, I was expecting to have him today. So it's just me, though. But moving on here. Oh, this makes me sick. This makes me want to puke. Jo- John U. Smith. Ugh. God damn it. John U. Smith is the next man added on sleeper. It makes me sick because I have so much confidence. It's Tight end six this week, 100 yards receiving. Third big tank game this year. <sighs> John Smith is not somebody who I want to, he's not somebody I want to fire up in 12 team leagues, just retritional redraft leagues. He just doesn't have the upside on a weekly basis. He has a very low floor as well. Like, God, gosh darn it. And he's probably in deep leagues and two tight end leagues. John Smith is becoming almost as a, a good of a starting option as Kyle Pitts. I hate it. Arthur Smith hates fantasy football. He's not a very good coach. I, I'm I'm glad to see him losing because that's the best thing that can happen to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I usually don't say I want to see Pitt, people be unsuccessful, but Arthur Smith's a jerk. He's kind of, yeah. I mean, to hear his kind of dismissiveness toward reporters, like why aren't we using our best players? Oh, it's a legitimate question. And he's like, you guys don't know football. How dare you? It's a real question why you don't use your three top 10 picks of these last three years. And you're giving the ball to Tyler Algier. And John New Smith instead, it's outrageous. It's what it is. So I'm glad to see him losing. I'd like to see him not be a Falcons head coach next year. Taylor Heineke, I still think it's good for Kyle Pitts. If it was going to be, it, it seems like Kyle Pitts' week should have been this past week, especially with London out. But Kyle Pitts will be that boom bust option. He'll, he'll probably you don't have probably anybody start over Kyle Pitts. Kind of gets eight or nine points. You know, he's kind of dependable for that. So nowhere near the ceiling. We're all disappointed in Kyle Pitts, but somebody who we're still firing up in fantasy lineups, I think, most of the time. Baker Mayfield, top 12 quarterback three weeks in a row. It's pretty impressive. The landscape's pretty bleak. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, Kate Otten. It's a talented team down at Tampa. There's no doubt about it. He's still sitting outside my top 12 quarterbacks this week by a little bit. But if you're dying at the tight end position, Sam Howell would be my first choice if he's still miraculously on your waiver wire. But Baker Mayfield and, you know, if you had Daniel Jones and, you know, you have Deshaun Watson or, you know, you're just, you know, you're treading water. Geno Smith is another one. You know, if you have any of those quarterbacks, I would consider turning to Baker Mayfield. Facing Tennessee coming up. San Francisco is a tough matchup, but Indianapolis, Atlanta, Jacksonville, good fantasy playoff schedule. So Baker Mayfield, you know, I'd throw five, seven bucks on him if you were very needy at quarterback, but, you know, he's not somebody. If you have a dependable starter, you can leave Baker Mayfield on the bench. Derek in the chat, waiver wire going to be interesting this week in my league. On Sunday morning, one guy dropped Dell, another dropped Dak. Wow. I have two in Kyler, but thinking of going for Dak and trading for a quarterback and trading in quarterbacks, that's tough. You know, I wouldn't break the bank because, especially in a redraft league, one quarterback, there's not, I don't know, you know your league better than I do. But at least in mine, there's not a strong trade market. Like, you know, people kind of brush off the quarterbacks or start Sam how, you know what I mean, or somebody like that. They're Like, ah, I don't need them. You know what I mean? So. I wouldn't I wouldn't break the bank to anticipation of making a trade because it's always tough in one quarterback leagues to get proper value but Tank Dell is interesting. You know, I don't know if you heard me earlier I did talk about Tank Dell. He's somebody who I'd spend 20 bucks on, you know, depending on, you know, of course assuming maybe oh non-fably. Mm. Then you're at the mercy. Of course, you're a waiver wire priority, which I would always recommend getting your league switched over to Fab. Adds a little bit more strategy, not as much luck. But Tank Tankdale would be my priority over Dak. Dak Prescott still hovering around 30 pass attempts a game. He's been extremely efficient these last two weeks. However, I just don't know if that's if that kind of level is consistent. He's still, I think... For the remainder of the season, he's gonna have some big matchups. It's certainly a brighter outlook than we had a couple weeks ago. But Dak Prescott still floating around is a low-end quarterback one for me. Not a true difference-making starter, however, you know, like I said, that could be good beginning to change. He's on a pretty big good hot streak, so just rolling waivers, gonna push for fab next year. Yeah, Derek, I that's that's my idea. I switched all my leagues over. It's a it's a, it's a lot better, I think. Moving on here. Gerald Everett just of our next tight end up. Gerald Everett had a horrible game. You know, I'm sure these kind of are these, you know, these sleeper order a little bit of affected before this game, but Gerald Everett, top 10 tight end, two weeks in a row, but then yes, fell back down to earth This pride. It was a disaster for the Los Angeles offense. I'm not reading too much into it. I'd spend a couple bucks on him if you're desperate at tight end. Detroit's a solid string matchup. You know, and of course, with Josh Palmer on IR, somebody has to step up. If it's not going to be Quinn Johnson, Gerald Everett, he's had, some, he's had his moments this year, back-to-back games with a touchdown before this week. He's not somebody you feel great about starting, but, I mean, it's hard to find anybody better if you're one of those teams who's trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel every week for a tight end. So, Gerald Everett, throw a couple bucks on him if you need him, but not a priority waiver I, wire ad for me this week. Kyler Murray, he's probably rostered where you got sixty-one percent of sleeper leagues, so probably rostered in your league. But Kyler Murray, I, I mean, it's it's hard to find like twelve or third, twelve or fifteen guys you would rank over Kyler Murray, even in his first couple of weeks back. I I can't trust Kyler Murray this week. I cannot do it. But I am keeping him stashed in in some of my redraft leagues. I think top twelve, top ten upside is certainly within his range of outcomes, especially when you just consider the top scoring for the quarterback position as a whole this year is way, way down. Now maybe that translates to Kyler Murray too, but if we see just the Kyler Murray we saw last year, that's a top, that's a top seven ranked fantasy quarterback this season. There's just not a lot of guys who are blowing the people's socks off out there. You know, Patrick Mahomes is even kind of you know struggling with his wide receiver court. Justin Herbert struggling a little bit. Josh Allen. It's getting it done for fantasy, but he's leaving a lot out on the table with the turnovers. So, Kyler Murray, he certainly could do a lot worse. I'd definitely be stashing him out there. A couple of guys desperate for a quarterback. Derek says in his league, feel like they'll be snagged before I can. Yeah, like I said, Dak Prescott, I think, will have it. He's going to be the starting quarterback for the main of the season. So, if you think you can sell him or sell to her, Kyler, I certainly would do that. We'll go through a few more names here. I'll try to find some, a little bit more less roster players because Cole commit rostered 75% of sleeper leagues. He's been kind of, he's, he's actually been very good this year. He's the tight end five on the season. Wow. It's that's, that's, that's crazy to even say. and, I feel like he, like nobody even was telling you to start him for a long time, but he's finished as a top 12 tight end on five out of his eight occasions. He's finding a way to get it done, even with a uh, badge out there. So Cole commit must, must start player at this point. Jake Ferguson, 74% Sam Howell, 62% lock him into your lineups. I won't talk about him too much because he's rostered in most leagues, but Sam Howell, I'm, I'm firing him up where I have him. He's, he's a top 12 quarterback until he's not keeps, he's, They have the highest pass volume in the league. They're consistently playing from behind or, you know, their defense isn't very good. They just traded their two best pass rushers. Yeah, Sam Howell's going to keep flowing that football. It doesn't look pretty, but, hey, we'll take it. You know, sacks don't count against us in football unless you have some unique league settings. So fire up Sam Howell. Ty Chandler in a deep league maybe. He's 4% rostered on sleeper. I'm not that, he's not a priority ad for me. This this rushing offense is just horrible. Alexander, nobody's getting it done. So I know Alexander Madison found the end zone this week, but still nobody very exciting for me. I'm not very excited about that backfield. Up next here, Khalil Shakir. Playing, finally getting some playing time. Past two weeks, 65%, 71% snap count. I think that'll start because Gabe Davis he appears to be fading. Khalil Shakir, somebody throw a buck or two on. If you're in a standard redraft league, maybe your last bench dot, you're still holding Khalil Shakir, but you know, not somebody I'm throwing 10 or 12 bucks on or anything like that. But I, mean, I liked him before the season. I liked the talent. And Josh Allen's big and for one of these other wide receivers to step up. So, if it's not going to be Gabe Davis on an every week basis, it could be Khalil Shakir. Deshaun Watson, he's he's in 65%, but he got dropped by a couple teams this past week. People love to hate Deshaun Watson. I get it. It totally makes sense why people love to hate Deshaun Watson. He deserves it. Especially, you know, how he's played this season. But he just he, he gets it done. I when when you look at the box score at the end of the day. I just I think you're gonna see him within the top 12 quarterbacks more weeks than not. He gets he gets it done. He gets to add a couple points on each week with his rushing upside. The Browns offense is pretty good, especially even without Nick Chubb. It's a good offensive line, solid skill position players. I think every week Deshaun Watson's gonna it's gonna be ugly, but Deshaun Watson's gonna find his way in the top 12 quarterbacks a lot of weeks. So I think you could do a lot worse on your waiver wire. Of course, I notably have a point-shaving, head-shaving bet with my co-host I keep referencing on the show. Sean Watson doesn't score more fantasy points per game than Jared Goff, which is not looking good. I'm going to have to shave my head in December. I had an out at if he played less than 14 games, but he's only missed three games so far and he's back. If he doesn't miss another game, I'm locked into this bet. I'm a little nervous. I won't lie to you, but we'll see. Uh, Justin Justin would rock a better shaved head than I do. So, so please root for me and wish me luck in that. Uh, we'll keep, uh, you know, just a lot of these guys are pretty rostered. Hunter Henry, just quickly, tight end dying this past week. You're just, he's a streaming option when you're desperate. Hunter Henry, just up and down. You can never predict when those weeks are going to come. Antonio Gibson I feel like played his usual role this week had has five receptions these back to back two weeks but still such a minimal role in the rush game you're not fighting you're not him up with any confidence so Brian Robinson took the vast majority of the rush time. still the back that you want in Washington Luke Musgrave tied in 7 this past week another player I just don't think that you know when you can start him deeply You know, Flex option, tight end, starter, maybe when you're super desperate. Throw a couple bucks at Luke Musgrave if you need to. Tyler Algier, 54% sleeper leagues. I mean, if you have multiple flex positions, you can do worse than Tyler Algier. I'd throw 10 or 12 bucks on him. He's getting getting 50% of this work. It's probably going to keep being that way to my frustration and the other Bijan Robinson fantasy managers. But, yeah, Tyler Algier, probably, you know, if you had two or three flex options, you're probably firing up Tyler Algier. Low ceiling, high floor option. Deontay Foreman. I wish Jamie was here. I don't know if you guys know Jamie. He's one of our best listeners. You can see him in maybe almost every single chat. He's probably a little late for him. That's why he's not here. But he's in almost every fantasy football podcast chat like ever. And he's also the biggest Roshon Johnson fan you'll ever meet in your life. So maybe he's probably catching this tomorrow. He's gonna hear me talk about I man how rough it is for Roshan Johnson right now. Wow. It's just it's not gonna happen this season. Roshan Johnson can be dropped safely, unfortunately. You know, if you are still hanging on hope. I mean, yeah, we're pushing on next season. I just I don't know if he's a particularly special talent. I've always really liked the player. I think he grinds out, does all the tough things and blocking and does the right things out there, but not an overwhelming running back talent, in my opinion. That's not very popular among fantasy analysts or player profiler where I work, but Roshan Johnson belongs on waivers and more of just a deep dynasty stash, I think. Um, but Deontay Foreman, 20 rush attempts, RB 26 this week. I think Khalil Herbert's going to be back, but Deontay Foreman hasn't done anything to lose work. So I think Deontay Foreman, this is going to be. Why I'm not very excited about Deontay Foreman is just because I think this is just going to be a running back by committee in a bad offense. Justin Fields coming back, taking rush one more two. I don't think you're going to want to roster or really start any of these players. As long as Khalil Herbert's out, I think you can start Deontay Foreman as a RB3. But that's not very exciting, especially considering where the running back landscape is this year. Demario Douglas, forty-five percent of sleeper leagues. Nineteen targets the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean he's he's out. I think you know he's a flex option now. You know I I highlighted him in my article this week. He didn't make it into the end zone, but he did have a fairly productive week. Wide receiver thirty-one. You're not you're not too disappointed with that stat line. So, I Demario Douglas. I think wide receiver kind of wide receiver, low and wide receiver three production can, can be found on a tree anywhere. So not breaking the bank, but if you're desperate, if you're looking for somebody to start next week, injuries or bye weeks piling up on you, yeah, Jamario Douglas, throw a couple bucks on him. All right. That's it. We're going to wrap it up here on the Waiver Wire podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Derek, for checking in the live chat. Uh, Daniel, we really appreciate you. You'll see Justin this week. You'll see Dynasty Dorks, Dave Heilman. All these guys will be providing daily fantasy football content on the SGPN network. You can find me on SGPN, on Player Profiler, on Faceoff Sports Network, all those places doing, you know, check my Twitter handle, at Dynasty underscore analyst. I'm posting podcasts and articles almost every single day grinding away. I'm, I'm going to be crash landing into like week 17 after the Spanish football season because I'm going to be fried, but I'm going to make it these next eight weeks and rock it out. So thank you so much for checking it out, everybody. And you all have a great rest of your evening.